For Montgomery Clift, Raintree County would mark the midpoint in his career, with eight feature films before and eight films to follow. The film held special meaning because it would be his chance to perform opposite one of his closest friends, Elizabeth Taylor. Born February 27, 1932, in a northwestern suburb of, of London, Elizabeth Taylor carried dual citizenship of the United Kingdom and the United States because her parents were U.S. citizens residing in England at the time of her birth. At the outset of World War II, Elizabeth Taylor and her family returned to the United States to avoid being caught in harm's way. Settling in Los Angeles, her father established a successful art gallery that attracted the attention of many Hollywood celebrities and allowed the Taylors to socialize with the movie colony's Hollywood elite. Soon, Hollywood began to notice how strikingly pretty the young girl was. They suggested she get a screen test for a career in the movies. Hollywood columnist Hedda Hopper helped her parents with the necessary introductions, and soon Universal Pictures and MGM were competing to sign her to a contract. Universal signed her first to a seven-year contract, and she appeared in her first film at the age of nine in There's One Born Every Minute in 1942. However, Universal dropped her within a year, thinking she wouldn't make it as a star. In 1943, MGM took its chance with her, casting her in Lassie Come Home alongside Roddy McDowell. Taylor and McDowell would become lifelong friends, and the film was successful enough to convince MGM to sign Elizabeth Taylor to a seven-year contract at $100 a week. The role of Velvet Brown in 1944's National Velvet would make her a star, and by the age of 12, she was on her way. Courage of Lassie, Life with Father, A Date with Judy, Cynthia, Julia Misbehaves, Little Women, and Conspirator all helped her establish herself as a child star of the 1940s before her leading lady status began in the 1950s. The Bing Hangover in Father of the Bride and Father's Little Dividend got her off to a good start with the dawn of the 1950s. In 1950, she also landed the role of Angela Vickers in A Place in the Sun. Directed by George Stevens, she would be cast alongside Montgomery Clift, and the film would be both a critical and commercial success, winning six Academy Awards and the Golden Globe Award for Best Motion Picture Drama. While Monty and Shelley winners would walk away with most of the acting kudos for their work in the film, Elizabeth would use it as a launching pad for more impressive work. Monty encouraged her to build on her looks and use her acting to craft a character that came off the pages of the script. No one had taken her seriously before or had seen the potential in her. After the success of the film, more substantial leading actress roles would follow in features like Love is Better Than Ever, Ivanhoe, The Girl Who Had Everything, Elephant Walk, and Giant. Giant earned a whopping $12 million in its initial North American release, making it both a critical and box office smash and making Taylor a sought-after commodity in Hollywood. While some suggest that Montgomery Clift and Elizabeth Taylor met during the filming of A Place in the Sun, their friendship actually started earlier. She and Cliff became friends after the studio set her up as his date for the premiere of his film The Heiress. The Hollywood publicity machine often paired up-and-coming stars together for social events and movie premieres to keep them in the fan magazines and get moviegoers speculating on their personal lives. They would be called the most beautiful couple in Hollywood by the press that night. Clifton Taylor hit it off immediately that evening, and casting directors saw the chemistry between the two. They quickly became good friends, and it wouldn't be long before they were teamed up for A Place in the Sun. If anything, it was only surprising that it would take so long before they were paired together again. In 1956, they signed on as co-stars for Raintree County. It was primarily at Taylor's request. 
What I had with Montgomery Cliff, she said, was the ideal relationship, the ideal friendship. I worshipped his talent and his humor, and I imitated his rabid loyalty. I was afraid of trying too hard to be an actress because I am not an artist. I was not born an artist, and I did not study or know how to study to become one, Elizabeth said. Monty was pure artist and acting giant. While their relationship was platonic, it was rumored that Elizabeth had initially wanted more. But they became lifelong friends, regardless. Monty was afraid of sets and directors and equipment, lenses and cameras and marks on the floor that he could never see, she said. I could lead him around the set, place him where he could do his magic. He could talk to me and help me to become a character, to redeem the material I had been given, she said. Some speculated that Taylor had hoped for more than a friendship, but he never offered anything more. Even though I thought of him as a brother, the work I did with him in A Place in the Sun was terribly erotic. It was a dance of sex, a minuet of the gland, she said. There was an arousal in those tight scenes, but it was acting. Monty was amazed he was aroused. He was aroused by a woman in those scenes, and I was amazed I was good. Raintree County was supposed to be MGM's second Gone with the Wind. The epic film would feature the look, the feel, direction of the famous classic, as well as the time frame, and hopefully reap, reap the profits of the famous predecessor. The comparisons end there. Raintree County proved to be a far different motion picture. The production and final result differed greatly from the 1939 Academy Award winning classic. It was 1956 when Montgomery Clift and Elizabeth Taylor signed on to do the MGM film. Monty had declined the lead in East of Eden, which would become a breakout for James Dean after being coaxed into accepting the part by Elizabeth Taylor, who had longed to work with one of her closest friends again. Clift had also hoped to work with Taylor again, and she told him that this was the ideal picture, with her as Scarlett O'Hara and his Rhett Butler in a film that would recapture Gone with the Wind's success in 1939. For Taylor, it was one of a number of pictures she was to star in, which was part of a long-term contract with MGM, while for Clift, it was the first of a three-picture deal he had with the studio. He originally had reservations about doing the film, but an offer of $300,000, top billing, and a chance to work with Taylor again sold him on the idea. Clifton Taylor thrilled audiences and captured box office in 1951's A Place in the Sun and would go on to another pairing in Suddenly Last Summer. Both gained matinee idol status in Place in the Sun and Suddenly Last Summer would provide them with meteor roles to stretch themselves as actors. Sandwiched between the two would be the sprawling epic set during the Civil War. Raintree County was intended to seal them as legends of the silver screen, much like Clark Gable and Vivian Lee. Filming began in April 1956 and started off strong with Cliff performing in peak form. Monty had prepared for the role with intense work, say his biographers, and he captured his character John Shaughnessy perfectly. Edward Dimitrick, the director, found Monty's inhabited the role and was intent on doing his best. He's tireless, said Dimitrick. He probes, tests, tries and retries the tiniest bit of business for a scene until he's convinced he's doing it in an honest way to tell the most and his instincts are uncannily right. Monty can't play something he's not. He thinks actors should wait for characters that truly represent themselves. 
However, Monty was still not without his troubles. By this point in his career, he had trouble dealing with the fame of his own success. Drugs and alcohol were part of his daily existence. Using them to enable him to perform became a science. Raintree County details the life of John Shaughnessy, played by Cliff, starting at the age of 20. He's fascinated with the idea of locating a lone mythical rain tree at the heart of his Indiana homeland. During his travels, he meets a southern belle named Susanna Drake, played by Taylor. She manages to get a marriage proposal from him by claiming she is pregnant, and the two head to her home in the south, where Clift is appalled by the southern stand on slavery. They have a son, and the family returns to Indiana, but he begins to sense his wife is unstable. After an attack on Fort Sumter, she disappears with the, their young son and heads to Georgia to find her extended family. Shaughnessy joins the Union Army in search of them. After dealing with the horrors of the war, Shaughnessy learns his wife has been placed in an insane asylum. Wounded while bringing his son back north, he is discharged from the Union Army. He then goes on search for Susanna. Eventually finding her in an asylum, he brings her back to him with, to Ranger County. At the end of the war, Susanna kills herself in a nearby swamp in the middle of the night while looking for the mythical rain tree. Her son follows her and a search party heads out to find the two. They eventually find her body and the son asleep nearby. As Shaughnessy carries him out of the swamp, the tall rain tree is seen glowing in the light behind them. Production began in Hollywood with interior shooting taking place on the MGM sound stages in the spring of 1956. Initially, Monty was focused on his performance, but as the weeks went on, the film crew began to hear Cliff's complaining of lack of sleep and headaches. His odd behavior also created suspicion that he was on drugs, and the cast and crew noticed that when Cliff was on the set, his gray doctor's bag was always nearby. They suspected it was filled with drugs. Edward Dimitrick, the director, noted in his autobiography that he found a hundred containers of every kind of drug and a beautiful leather case fitted with needles and syringes in Monty's hotel room. He once found him so drunk that his cigarette had burned itself out between his fingers. In early May, with the interior shooting complete, the cast and crew prepared to head for location in Tennessee, Mississippi, and Kentucky for location shooting. But before the trip, on May 12, 1956, Cliff accepted a dinner invitation from Elizabeth Taylor and her husband, Michael Wilding, at their Benedict Canyon home. And everything would change. 